He's fucking uh, lost it, eh? Oh, yeah, he's cooked. <laughs> he has lost it. I thought I lost it in lockdown. What? what oh, he's, he's cooked. What? Hey? What, what day do you reckon he's on? He must be on, like, oh, I coming think he's, towards the end. Yeah, I Surely, think he's yeah. just about done. But yeah. he's in the he's in the situation where the kitchen staff went pause, so he's potentially staring down the barrel of another couple of weeks. But I oh, think they solved not. it. Didn't they solve that issue in Adelaide? It was all a bit oh, of a cock up. Yeah. Did you see the Pakistan cricketers in um, mm. in New Zealand? Breaching quarantine. Up. That pisses me off, eh? Because like people like you and I, George, for example, if we want it's really difficult for us to get home right now because there's no room in hotels. And you got the mm. Pakis and the West Indians playing up. Both of them breaching. They both had their um, final warnings, eh? Had they breached? Would, would they have an unregistered net session or something? No, like just lingering. <laughs> I think they were lingering. Yeah? Yeah. They, they, they were, were like, having, like um, meals in each other's rooms and stuff, and there was no – they only knew from CCC footage, and so CCTV yeah. footage. So they were just, yeah, peppering in each other's rooms, not wearing masks and stuff. But here's the thing. Was it interesting, actually, because um, – one of the boys here wanted to go home. You know, saying situation changed. He's like, I actually, I want to go back to New Zealand. Um, I want to go race the nationals. I want to do all this stuff. And he's like, obviously, the managed isolation's full until whatever, January, February. And um, they tried to get an exemption and they just said, no way. Like, you yeah. know, the, so they gave it to the Wallabies, to the, you know, to, to uh, cricketers, rugby players, av- avatar staff. Uh, another one got grounded to fruit pickers as well. Actually, I saw. It's going. amazing how, like, not to knock the New Zealand government because they have done a fantastic job, but at the same time, we'll knock them a bit. But like, how they give exemptions to sports people that aren't their own because of what drives the country and what gets television mm. and all that stuff. I mean, I understand that it's summer and sport mm. right now. Everybody needs sport and everybody wants to watch the cricket and everybody wants to watch the All Blacks play. But the poor old bloody cyclists who are New Zealanders and. Oh. Um, Israel Adesanya, like the shit. UFC fighter, he went to he you went didn't... to Las Vegas for a fight, and he's still he can't get home either now. <clears throat> it must be like, do you think if there was a revenue creating thing, like if if like New Zealand Nationals was a big event and people didn't want to just throw bottles at cyclists in New Zealand, do you think that um, you know having Sam Bewley at the New Zealand Nationals would bring money into the country? They'd be like, all right, here's your. I, I think that's actually kind of fair. I'm kind of with them. I'm like, yes, actually, I'm somewhere. Like, I mean, at the end of the know, day, like, we're bringing six, six to eight people to the side of a hill in Cambridge. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't let us in either. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's not good for anybody. Hey, it was a big show today. We've got a big show today. Lots on. We've got mm. lots on. Um, <clears throat> uh, plenty of topics. I think I was trying to run quickly through the, the website. The, the website's actually ready to go, guys. Um, you got that there it is look at that www.socialdistpod.com what we want you to do there it's basically it's a no frills website don't get too excited guys um, it's a bit like my Bebo page in the early 2000s but if you if you head there you can subscribe that's what we want you to do go on there and subscribe because we will be launching the merchandise within a week I don't want to promise too much but I reckon in about a week the merch will be ready. There's just a couple of little technical difficulties that we're dealing with, but that'll be sorted. And so it's the equivalent of opening up a store at a brand new shopping centre with nothing in it. Exactly. Other than yeah, like you've gone in, you're going, oh yeah, sweet, looks good from the outside. What do you got? Uh, well, food, give us, the, give us, give us a week. <laughs> the food hall's open. The food hall is open. Macca's is open. There's seven yeah. flurries, but you can't buy anything yet. But yeah, on our website, it's no frills. Go on there, subscribe. 
uh, that'll get you extra content. Maybe I'll fire a few cooking shows the way of our subscribers. Uh, you'll get first dibs on merch. You'll get discounts on merch. You'll get all sorts of, um, you know, free Nigerian lottery tickets, things like that. Mm. So quality spam. There. Quality, quality spam. spam. Hey, get do you know what doesn't exist? So, um, is your Bebo page? I've just been. I've just gone down a, a real rabbit hole here. And like, did you delete your Bebo page? Oh, who knows? I didn't think Bebo even existed anymore. What was Bebo? Maybe, it was like. Oh, the, you don't have one either, Jonesy. I'm looking too. It was like Facebook, but before Facebook, early two, oh, uh, mid two thousands. Yeah, was right. it the one where you could have a song playing when you people went to your page and you could change yeah. like the skins? I think I had like yeah. two mm. or something. Um, Akers want up. to know what's the Nigerian lottery lottery jackpot at? <laughs> <laughs> About forty cents at the moment on our shoestring budget. Hey, can I say a quick shout out to some of these absolute legends? Greg Peters, good morning from Canada, one thirty a.m. here. Uh, Abby, morning guys, 3.30am in New York. Bloody hell, good on you, Abby. Greg's about to start three weeks of lockdown here. Hang in there, mate. Just get a flute, post some Instagram videos, <laughs> cook it up, full biscuit. And then Isaac wants to know, got the cruises tonight, Jonesy? No, I'm on the plonk. I'm on the white wine. Uh, oh, yeah. This one, yeah, squealing pig, Pinot Gris. Right. Yeah, it's not a bad drop. Marlboro. Is it? Marlboro. New Zealand. Marlboro. Yeah, Marlboro. If it's, it's not white, a pack, it's not a pack of cigarettes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a Marlboro and it's a white from New Zealand, suck is it, it down. a Peter Yearling? There's a guy. Is it a, a Yearling Vineyards? Yearling, yeah. Uh, I think it might be no. because it's... traces may remain contain sulfites. That's when you it's know all, it's good. That's all wine, mate. Apart from oh, sulfite-free wine. There's a guy that lives there. There's a guy lives there that um, was like the pushing the big eco drive, you know, like, oh, we're all about eco wines and we're all about, um, you know, sustainable um, viticulture. And uh, he got he got busted for, um, he had this like stream that ran through his place where it just collected all the runoff and just dumped it into the sea. No, just dumping it. It just turns out it was just a big, he was just running a big flip flop, a big flim flam and just chucking all the chemicals into the sea. Got a big what? A big uh, flim flam? Yeah, just, What's you know. What's a flim a flam? No, no. It's, uh, it's a wazzy. It's a fairy dust. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's a wazzy. It's a wazzy. <laughs> hey, George, talking about housekeeping, didn't you want to plug a mate who gave you some free uh, maple syrup? Oh, well. <laughs> I was going to wait for that maple syrup to arrive. <laughs> well, hold off then. Hold off. I'm, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Off on that. I'm sorry, but to get the offer of free maple syrup, that is random. Because maple syrup is one of those products that whenever you make pancakes once every 18 months and someone goes, have we got maple syrup? You're like, geez, if it is there, it's tucked behind some old tins of spag. I have maple syrup every day. Every single day of my life, I eat maple syrup. Mate, my maple syrup is always a, you've got to check the date because you cannot for the life of you remember buying it. It's always got that sugar ring around the top, like it's been battered. Mm. And it's always in the back corner, and there's always a couple of ants that are just mm. maple syrup drunk at the bottom of it, and they've been stuck there for six months. You, but you still use it. You got to use two hands oh. to get it off the shelf. It's stuck to the little shelf. Like, <laughs> take the shelf with you. Jam jar. You got you, you got to lick that top skin off so that it can. <laughs> got to get the chisel out and bang the lid off. Yeah. Well, I I, I wake up daily to a to a good healthy serving on my on my oatmeal. Where do really? you get it from? 
Well, who's, who's your dealer? We'll um, Ted King, actually. Oh, King. Okay. Okay. You remember our teammate name from the past, 2014. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait and do a sampling, a live sampling at some stage in in, in the near future. Um, yeah, okay. Well, it does so, yeah. beg the question about hoarding. Uh, I want to, I want to open the batting with a, a pretty good cover drive, and that is. Why is it that males are chemically programmed not to throw away underwear? Like, what is defense, it? The defense mechanism. Like, there's what just you... no need. Because, I mean, we, we don't throw away underwear, but that's, that's not to say we don't buy new underwear. Just when I buy mm. when I buy new underwear, I'm not throwing the old stuff away. I just put it at the bottom of the drawer because there's always a rainy day where you've got, like, you haven't done the washing for a few days, you're running low on jocks, and you've got, like, You've had a big night, you know, so you might have to squirt. So I don't know. So you need you, you need a filter, and it doesn't matter what condition that filter's in; it's better than no filter. So you always keep them for those rainy days. But even if there's a hole in the bunghole part, as long as there's support for the Jats crackers, they're good to go. And as long as that elastic is holding on ninety percent of the fabric, they're good to go. Like, that's that's how you know that you you definitely know that the elastic's gone when you go to sit down and your nuts hit the chair before you do. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're probably getting a bit old. But I've mate, I reckon I I looked at it the other day. I've got a pair of jocks in there that I can remember buying on sale. I reckon it would have been 2003. They're still on the front line. They're still there, front and center. Kelvin Klein microfibers. Like, I'm never going to throw them away. Oh, yuck. You had microfiber undies. I've actually got a genuine fear of that fabric. Like, you know those um, – do you guys have the brand Katmandu? Is that, yeah. that a New Zealand thing? Oh, yeah. So it's like they – we used to get these camping towels, and there was these little, like – they were basically like tea towel size, and they were, like, super dry. So it was a microfiber plastic. And I have a genuine, like, can't touch it with my nails. It, it makes me – it gives me – it looks like someone's walked in my grave, you know, when you get the, the shovers. And then – so any any – surface like that now like we have one now like a cloth that cleans like tvs or something you know do, do you guys have that or not you can what is microfiber it's like a chamois or whatever they call it what's well, fiber no, it's, just... it's micro so it's it's, it's better small. fiber yeah. <laughs> it's not macro fiber but the other thing was the remember the silk boxer revolution of the 90s and I remember, like going to school and that's all you'd rock is silk, silk boxes but they offer nothing in terms no, of just a, the sport, they were just a style statement. Like you just, you'd run your your jeans around like halfway down your ass, and you'd have your Simpsons mm. boxes hanging out the top, or you know, it was all about who had the coolest silk boxes. I had, mm. I remember on Mufti days, I had one pair that I really, really liked. It was like they had like almost like Pac Man on them, and like you would you'd say like, okay, so Friday might be a Mufti day or something. So so I, well, I won't wear these ones, and you know. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to make sure they're through the wash cycle that I've got my favourite silks ready for the Friday Mufti day. And you could have them hanging over your, you know, you really make a show of them so that they would hang down over the the top of your pants and you, you'd have about 10 centimetres operating at 10 centimetres of silk. So you get that puff up the top, eh? Yeah. yeah. Homeboy revolution. Pac-Man's a real interesting one to have on a pair of boxes. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You know what the do you know what the worst thing about silk boxes were? Is when you were packing your rugby bag, like your game day bag, and if you forgot your Y fronts and you had to run rugby stubbies and silk boxes. Did you ever yeah, or, ever see that scenario? 
even worse when you go to cricket and you've got your silk boxes on, you're like, ah, shit, I got to, I can't put the box in. <laughs> you always uh, hazard. Greg Peters still own jocks from 2006. Mate, that's 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 a fresh batch, and it's got it, it gets to the point where even the the single sock, you know, you're always hanging hope that the the dry is going to burp one out one day, or it's just going to somehow mutate into something that resembles a pair. Um, I've I've actually got to probably go see a therapist and start the process of throwing some shit out because even shirts, like I'm looking at shirts, I'm like I'll never wear that, but I just for the life of me can't throw it out. Well, Simon Naylor's in in France. He's just finished breakfast and now he's going through his underwear drawer. So he's obviously had the same thought. He's mm. got to do some eradicating. But but what do women do? They must be churning and burning these things. Let know, us know, guys, months. in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, old Lee Hatton still got his wedding under his 1998. That's commitment. I hope they weren't something, something old else. when you got them for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're already running a couple of years on the pre-wedding. Hey, another another thing that popped up during the week, George, is what is your beef with uh, audio messages on WhatsApp? Yeah, not yeah. a fan. I hate an audio message. I, I've been told that there was an episode in the weekend where I launched on a large scale rant against audio messages, and I, I'm not hundred percent sure if I did or not. But I think I've figured out if I did why I hate it. It's because people walk around, you know, when they walk around with a speaker mm. like this to their head. Mm. That's what I don't like. And so you just operate in this one. And then, you know, like, okay, there's a time and a place for an audio message, but like, I just but find is it. There, a, a, is a, there, like, is there a time yeah, and place for an audio message? When you're out training, like on the bike, you know, trying to get home mm. soon. But it's this it's walking around town, you know, watching on you can see it's people walking around like this now. <laughs> so it used to be, you know, this was cool in the 80s to talk on the phone, walk around, take some phone calls, pretend that you'd. When you see somebody in the street, you quickly go, "Oh shit!" Mm. Yeah, I'm on the phone. See, mate. Yeah, can't stop. Yeah, but this it's now morphed into this, and I think that's what's just really got to me lately. In in Spain, it's, it's all the rage. People only send voice messages. A guy I never met talked to him yesterday. I was just messing about something. Never met him in my life before. Didn't know anything about him. He speaks Spanish, so he's voice messaging me in Spanish. Oh, that's I'm going, I'm going, mate. Like, like, can you, can you, can voice? you please text me? I can't Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but like, why do people not just make phone calls? If you're sending voice messages, why don't you just pick the phone up and have a yarn? People hate, people can't make phone calls anymore. People hate calling. It's 2020. Like, kids don't, yeah. if you ring somebody, people just freak out. They go, oh, I don't know what to do mm. with that. Yeah. It's like if you go and talk to a girl in a bar or something, they're like, What's wrong with this guy? He's talking to me. Yeah. But if you put, put him on in, Tinder or something. No you way. imagine yeah. if Tinder, you imagine if Tinder's only option was instead of being able to message them, you match with somebody and you have to voice, you have to video call them straight oh. up. That's the only way to make contact. <laughs> when you never met them. Wouldn't, It'd be fun. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad, I reckon they'll go well. Yeah. That's not a bad app. So the only way to contact them is to, you get a direct, it's like that. Um, do you I'd that? back myself. Yeah, you'd be all right. You're confident. Well, didn't, you have a, didn't you have a um I remember we talked that we mixed your we, we changed your Tinder profile up and it's obviously oh. paying dividends because you you were you were on a you were on a video call to a Tinder date a few really? days ago. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a Tinder date, it was a video date. <laughs> a video date, see? Well, this so it's all going on now. 
Mate, this Haven't is incredible. <laughs> so what happened, Tab? What? Get her on the guest. What's she doing now? <laughs> podcast fish. Send her the is link. She up? Yeah. Yeah. No. So what happened? Mate. Tell us what happened, Bills. How did it lead to a video date? But you think I think you know the answer to that, Jonesy? Oh, you just said three bottles of wine. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Bit of but, uh, squealing pig, Pinot Gris. What was the show when it was this? When you'd like have the random? There was like a TV app, or it was just a computer app, and it would be like, not. I'm dangerously going towards Chatterbait, and it's definitely not Chatterbait. <laughs> but it's called it's called chat like roulette. Um, chat roulette. Chat roulette. That's what I'm saying. Chatterbait. <laughs> what are you see shit? We're talking about the dark web now, GB. <laughs> Chatterbait. Yeah, ch- never was... heard of it. Why have you, you not? never heard of Chatterbait? No, no. Oh, get your head out of the sand, Jonesy. Oh, Go and it's what everyone's browsing. Put it, put it on now and screen share it. Yeah, okay. put your VPN on. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> and it was at that point they knew the offie was dead. <laughs> Um, uh, chat roulette. Uh, there was, there let's was get the, it. Let's go. Good way to get off the subject. Bill, did you have surgery? No, I didn't actually have surgery. It's interesting. I'll tell you what 2020, mm-hmm. when we enter 2021, I know it's oh well 2022, but I'm ready to go to 2021. And on the 1st of January, regardless of how bad 2021 may be, I ain't looking in the rearview mirror. Fuck yeah. yeah because I was supposed to have surgery <clears throat> on Wednesday. About an hour before I was due at the hospital, they called me and there was a massive. Or a major, they said, a major COVID outbreak in the hospital within within the the doctors and the surgeons, not not a patient, within the medical staff. So they had to uh, suspend all surgeries, postpone any obviously my surgery elective. So there's no there's no necessity for it to be done. Uh, so I'm still waiting to wow. hear. Hopefully today, hopefully today with when they they will reschedule, but it'll be next week. So we've lost another week, unfortunately. Pain in the ass. So you have to stay fasted. So this is the thing. So to go to surgery, you go on. All right. I've got to fast until they tell me it's on. Yeah, yeah. Because you were, you were ready to go, basically. You had your backpack. You weren't allowed to eat all day. You had to – you made your phone calls. You made peace with your – you know, with all these people just in case. Who knows? Um, and basically, you're about to leave for surgery. They said, oh, you can't come. So now you just have to be on watch the whole time. What did you do, actually? They said, oh, you can't do the surgery. I'm sure. Then what? You just unpack your bag. Breakfast. breakfast. Had breakfast. Mm. I um. But you're right, GB. I was like, <clears throat> it's a surgery that I'm not really looking forward to. So I've been a little like, I'm. I've never been nervous or anxious about surgeries before. I'm just like, ah, let's get in there, chuck a screw in there. I'll be good in a week. This one I'm not super excited about. But like, I was like, right, oh, let's get this done. Let's get it done. And I woke up Wednesday morning. I had a few hours at home. I spoke to the dad, my my dad on the phone, and I was just like, yeah, right, oh, let's go do it. Like I'd psych myself up. And then they called me like, nah, it's not happening. And I was like, fuck, now I've got to just go through the process again. Um, but the no, first thing I did do was, yeah, well, it's actually been all right. It's given me an opportunity to do some exercise, which which has been good. So I'll find out today. I'll, they'll give me a, they'll give me a, a schedule, a day and a time. Um, you can't just drop, you can't just call someone and go, yep, yeah, come now, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. But So I'll know when, and that'll give me some time to do some riding or whatever. Although the weather is actually dog shit here at the moment. Mm. Yeah, okay. that's a good now. What's happening with the black? Anyone watching the black caps? What's happening? Let us know. Yeah, rain camp. delay. Rain delay again. No, nah, it's on. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, it's back on now. Yeah. But it was it was sixteen but, overs a team. 
Are they playing oh, Pakistan? No, we're playing West Indies and New Zealand. Uh, so the, Pac- the Pakistan game would be delayed for sure. Wait till those COVID six clear up. Mm. Here's my, hey, my brother's uh, just chimed in. Bro, since your surgery's been delayed, can you lend me 20 bucks of petrol? It's from my brother. <laughs> yeah, right, chuck it. I'll, ZB. I'll chuck, I'll chuck it in the envelope and send it over, Zach. So you'll have to be carless for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, who's our Legend of Valiant? Well, that's the thing. Are, are we going to go with what you were saying off air or are we going to let the fans throw a few out and we'll pick one no, live? We'll, I, I will go with one because he's top. Well, he's, I watched a movie about him the other day. So let's go with Bob Dylan. Okay. And right. The only reason this what? is up for up for like the legend or, or belling the only reason the, the i mean he is one of the greatest songwriters of all time if not the greatest but um the potential belling from from bob dylan is um i went to see him once actually it was a few years ago and like me and i was playing christchurch and me and mum and dad and friend from school we like drove drove down five hours to get there and he comes out and he just i've never met somebody who didn't want to be there as much as i'm like it was like the worst thing in the world he could possibly do was go out on the stage i mean julian dean was at the same concert and he said exactly that same thing it was the most horrific and it was it was almost like made it better though because you just it just fitted the like the narrative of bob dylan so he walked out didn't like no shit didn't even say hello didn't talk to the microphone sat down walked out like side looked around and saw this like small Christchurch theatre and just banged out a couple of like uncomprehensible songs. And if you listen really hard, you might make out like, oh, that song might have been like a B-side from like, uh. I, I recognise maybe like one song from like Working Man's Blues or something. I can't remember what it was, but like some. Do you play the hurricane? Shit up. No, 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 no. He didn't go near that. He just went on uh. a, he just went on a, he said, I'm going to punish these this crowd because I don't want to be here. I'm going to punish this crowd with the worst set list. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a rendition of my songs. I'm not going to play my songs. I'm going to do a loose version. And he just mumbled. He just, the whole time he was, he just, he just grunted along. You found a good description of his voice, actually, Bjorn. What was your, what was yeah. your, uh... I did find a good, I found this quite funny, actually. They're talking about like, well, why, um, you know what Bob Dylan why is he a legend basically and you're right GB is one of the greatest songwriters of all time but I have to agree with this guy who says that all his greatest songs they were made great by other bands which is true and I think it's Mm. because as this guy describes because of his voice it sounds like a drowning mongoose nails down a blackboard clowns horn with pneumonia chainsaw nailed to a roller coaster foxes having sex fuck awful voice what is what are the chains <laughs> now for a roller coaster sound like? I don't know. One thing I did like I did write about him is um, he got the Nobel Peace Prize. No, the Nobel Poet literature, Poetry Prize. Literature, he's not a songwriter, literature, li- really. Literature. literature. He's not really a songwriter. He's just a he's a poet that can play guitar. And what, he what are the um, tickets sting you? Because he wouldn't have been your you know one hundred and nineteen dollars plus GST. You you pushing two hundred, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd say I don't know. I can't remember. But it was it was, it was too, too long ago. But I think um, it wouldn't have been cheap the whole thing. But like we left and we went. That was fucking terrible. But we saw Bob <laughs> Dylan, you know, so we were happy. Oh, I was yeah. listening to Bob Dylan last night after I read that description of his voice. And I was like, oh, I've never really paid that much attention. 
that's true, eh? Mm. He's got a. Um, got a I bit watched of a. a um, I watched a um, Rolling Thunder review. Like the, it was like after he played with the band and stuff early on, and then he went in like I think it was in the seventies, and it was a, it was just a big tour with a group of musicians, the group he had, and it was just this weird thing. And it was a movie. It was a doco on Netflix, and um, it was done by Scorsese, and it could have been like an amazing, cool doc. It had all this sweet behind the scenes footage. But Scorsese tried to be like out Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, and just do this really weird sort of thing. And it just turned into this, like I was watching it and I was like, my, my really drunk or was it? I just couldn't make any sense of this movie. Had to shut it down. But the whole time I got the impression that Dylan was a real bell end, but, um, he's just a real rude. He's just real, he's just real rude. He's just antisocial. He just hates people. Yeah, but like, if you're like, an artist, yeah. right? You you wouldn't have a career if you didn't have fans. Like, least you can do is bloody respect them, you knob. Like, I don't give a shit how good you are as a songwriter. Treat the fucking Kiwis with a bit of respect. Go up there, tell a couple of fucking yarns, bust mm. out your classics. The simple rules of concerts, right? With all these artistic bloody knobheads, you've got to play a couple of belters that get the bloody fans going or whatever and just show a bit of respect and tell a, mm. tell a couple of yarns about, okay, I'm going to play the next one. I remember sitting in a hotel room, you know, I was pretty drunk mm. and just give us something, give us something. Like to like, I'm thinking of like a Jimmy Barnes or Springsteen kind of. Well, Springsteen was got the man respect. Yeah. He pays, he plays three hours a show. Like he, he always gives it his all, talks shit. Brian Adams, another belter, went and saw him in St Kilda. He, he put <laughs> in the effort and people Brian were dancing Adams. in the aisle. No, 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 mate, don't go there. He's one of the Smirnoff greatest of our generation. Brian. I'll tell you. It's uh, <laughs> a, a long bow. That's a long bow. Mate, mate, don't sit there and knock Brian Adams when I've played Summer of 69 and you've been up and about. You Come on, mate. Rain oh, it in. You know, There's plenty of songs out there that... But they suit a they suit a time and a place. So so I I was thinking like if you if you go down a bit of a rock star rabbit hole, that would be the greatest job on the planet. Like Jerry's son in law is Brent DeBoer from the drummer for the Danny Warhols. And I remember the first mm. time we met him oh. at the tour. I, I mean went to, I, was um, there with... I went to to um King Kong with him in New York stage show. Yeah, it, ripping bloke, ripping bloke, and yeah, it's a I was I was on the tour with me mate Bones, the builder who come on to the tour that year to hold the camera, or the tripod. And anyway, we're at the front of a nightclub just having a dart with uh, Brent DeBoer, and he was saying, "We said, oh mate, you know, tell us some rock star stories." And he goes, "Ah, oh, yeah, we toured with uh, Rolling Stones one year." And I was like, "Oh, that would have been unbelievable." He said, "Oh man," he goes, "We played this one concert in the UK. It was like outdoor festival, and there would have been, you know." 100,000 people, whatever. And we've gone backstage and someone's rolled up this big, fat joint and they're all puffing away and one of the guys is like, oh, man, that's got some kick. And Keith Ridges walks past. He's about to go out on stage. He goes, oh, give it, hey, give us a crack at that. And they're like, oh, no, no, hey, mate, no, no, no. So clip you. He goes, no, 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 give it here. And he, they reckon he sucked it and you could see the smoke burning <laughs> down his joint. Gave it back and they all start like freaking out, going, oh, fuck, they're going to have to cancel the show. Like, he's not going to be able to perform. And they're all getting paranoid. They're looking through the curtain and they peep through and they reckon this spotlight just hits Keith Ridges. 
he just gets the guitar it's just like boom and just smash the set so like after that they're like oh man mad respect Thank this guy is a classic cockroach rock star like he will <laughs> never get, ever go down i get the feeling that do you there's not much for keith richards mm. do you reckon mm. there's something to that theory the cockroach theory like you know when they say like kids that are wrapped in cotton wool whatever you know you want your kids when your kids growing up you want them to just go and like lick as many surfaces as they can whatever build their immune system and like you hear the stories of like you know cyclists old cyclists back in the day or whatever or not even that long ago but just like the ones that just like you know, would drink all night, they would be out all, you know, they'd train, they'd still do like 30 hour weeks. They would just, they, you know, basically they just created themselves, they just treated themselves so badly all the time that they adapted in some way. Like, you know, I feel like cyclists, mm. we're, we're so, we're so precious, you know, like you always give me shit for not wanting to go walk around in the season. Like if we gave him lunch downtown, I'd be like, oh, I might pedal there, you know, say, believe it's got a big day tomorrow. And you've just become a little bit more fragile, maybe. So I wonder if there is something to the cockroach theory where you just but at, drink. At the, same time, at the same time, there's a lot of guys have fallen the other way. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. At, the 20, look at the 27 club. <laughs> it's getting yeah, longer and true. longer as the years go on. There's a couple yeah. of new additions to 27, wasn't there, this year, last year? Winehouse, yeah. she was 27. Winehouse, Heath Ledger. She didn't die last year. No, she, she died, died a while ago. Uh, yeah, Ledger. Ledger was 2008. Oh, okay. Well, there's a lot of 27s. Who else is in there? Um, Hendrix. Uh, Jim Jimmy Morrison. Hendrix. Uh, Jim Morrison. Yep. Kurt Cobain. Jimmy Hendrix. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Yep. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> was JC 27? No, nah, I think he was like 29 or 30 or something. There was a good, there was a good interview I saw um, on the Howard Stern Show where, Stern show where um, Grohl was talking about Nirvana. And the latter years of Kurt Cobain, and he said it just got weird. So there is a downside to cooking it up because he said, okay. like, it was just a they all disconnected. And, you know, you go into these recording sessions and how Stern's going, well, you're a musician. You write songs. Did you ever pitch a song? He goes, oh, shit, no. I was too intimidated. Like, he was, goes, we knew we were dealing with, like, a genius. And we just let him go because I just didn't have the swingers to put it out there because I knew that, like, no, nah, this guy, he knows what he's doing and he's going to shut down. Mm. So, yeah. Hey, well, I think, yeah, I think it's impossible for us to advocate for that. The cockroach theory. I'll tell you what, though. If you, want to live, if you want to live long and prosper, become a cockroach. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Go full gas. You build up an immunity. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> yeah, but I've tried, I reckon I've given it a good run the last three weeks, the cockroach theory, and I'm, I'm sitting here like feeling like I just want to go and get help. I, I'm actually, do you know what I'm at? I'm at the end of my, like, I'm actually excited again to just go, oh, I'm looking forward to just living, but feeling well, good again, you know? Well, well, it's a good topic you raised. George, because the, at this segment's the offy, you know, and the off season, mm. and we'll chat to Wean Dog on Wednesday. And what I used to love about the Wean Dog is he had this theory of it's a four week block at the end of the season, no matter what, just go have some beers, just live it up, because that gives you that mental reset, and then you do mm. get a bit of guilt, and you do feel a bit of like, oh shit, hang on, I need to get back on the bike. Whereas if you were a rider that just went full. You pulled back a little bit. We kept training, kept doing all the right things. That'd cook you no. up, wouldn't it? Have I ever told you my demons theory? No, tell us. That, okay, so you, the this part of the year is all about creating, uh, creating demons and creating 
a bit of just self hate, a bit of self loathing, just enough that you know, you know, you know when you get like smooth sailing and you're going well and you, you start to reward yourself and you, you know, you maybe take your foot off the gas a little bit. So what you got to do this time of year is really be a piece of shit and really just hate get it so that the end of this you go i hate who i am and i hate i hate how i feel i hate what i've done bad behavior everything i just need. my and friends just hate go, me Whoa. my friends hate me my family <laughs> hates me my girlfriend's gonna leave me i haven't you know like you just need to just create this absolute terrible situation that you then go bit of a day off the books <laughs> i'm bit of a salad to tomorrow i need to get and you're on you're on the phone of the coach. You're like, give me a training plan, quick. I need <laughs> Save me. Save me. Yeah, you need to give me some intervals, real quick. So that's my demons theory. And what's I think, the I think behind, well. I mean, what's the theory you, behind it? That, that's that's yeah. you have, if you just if you just have smooth sailing the whole time, you just peter out. You know, you need big troughs to, and then a big yeah, but, trough, a big valley to get a bigger mountain. To to, to play the devil's advocate here. I think there's yeah. there's not there's no there's nothing wrong with avoiding self self inflicted negativities in your life because ultimately no one has a smooth sailing. There's no one just on the plane their whole life. Eventually, oh, something's going to yeah. come along and kick you in the ass. So it's but better. That's what to I mean. You got to get in front of that. You've yeah, but got to get in front of it. Do you need to burn and torch all these villages along the way, George? Oh yeah, that's yeah. part of it. <laughs> that's part, oh, of, that's part of it. Yeah, because otherwise you're not going to do the one percenters afterwards too. Because you're like, oh, I've got a lot of work to do here. I got a real, I got a lot of, I got a long way out of this hole. And you really knuckle down, and you arrive at great heights. Yeah, right. <laughs> do you though? Because it's a, it's a, yeah. What 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 if you've what if you've torched the village so badly that it's just ashes, and you can't repair mm. the damage when you're like, oh shit, hang on. Mm. I thought all part of the system of this. Uh, building up a bank of demons, I thought I could get rid of the demons. What if the demons never leave and you sink further in a pit? Martin Spencer is maybe a counsellor in his spare time. Sitting not a fucking counsellor I'm going, eh? <laughs> I like that. No, I like you that George in, puts it out George's, there, though. You walk into George's clinic, you go, okay, mate, sit down on that couch. What's wrong? Oh, I've just got a lot of demons. Okay, what you got to do is create a few more. you got to... you got yeah, to really have enough demons. <laughs> yeah. That's what you don't have. You need a you need a few more demons. How many demons you got? Three, four? No. Double need, digits at least. We're talking double digits. <laughs> mm. How how are things at home, mate? Actually, pretty good. Well, no. Wow. No. We oh, need to get your missus you you right on the line of leaving, but without leaving. That's yeah. what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Pack her bag. Pack her bag for her. <laughs> but still make her breakfast, you know? Like keep her a foot in both squares. Hey, hey, talking of relationship advice, boys, this is a good segue. I, I remember talking to Bills the other night. This guy, when I used to work at uh, in the city, he had this theory, and it's about fake credits. Now, it's it's technically it's lying, but it's very smart. And you're coming up to a period, it's Christmas. There's a lot of things that your mates have got on, and you know the process of saying to your missus, hey, do you mind if Friday night I go to the card night or whatever? Oh, come on. Thought we were going to watch fucking Love Actually. It's Christmas. You know, you're going to have a lot of these situations. So what he does is he builds up a bank of fake credits. So he'll create situations where he'll go, hey, the guys at work on Wednesday, are, um, they're going to have a card night, but nah, 
told him, you know, don't worry about it, you know. <laughs> going on time. And then next week he'll go, yeah, no, the guys, geez, they're on a bit of a roll. They, they want to go cardinal again, but no, so I'll, I'll just stay at home. By the time you need to pull the trigger for something that's real, you're going to get a situation where the missus goes, oh, mate, uh, you've sacrificed enough. You've missed the last three or four things. Go for it. Now, this theory, is it, it's rock solid, but you've got to protect yourself because you don't want to have a trail where this this can get yeah, in, a, in more shit than what it's worth. So you need to eliminate any connections with your missus and who these people you catch up with because there'd be nothing worse than old mate Rick whose missus is mates with your missus and then they talk and she says, oh, how uh, did mm. uh, night go last week? And goes, what? You don't want <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you need a new group of friends. <laughs> but here, what about this, Jonesy? What if she flips it on her head and goes... You can go. Oh, the boys are the boys are the boys are um you know having another card night. They're actually finally having a card night, and you go, oh, yeah, you can go to this one. I oh, well, actually I want to go to this one. And she goes, we're well, not going to hang out with those fuckheads. I mean, they've been they've been. Larry Rise and I've been, 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 been creating exactly, demons. Been... Have you not heard well, from Rick's message? She's almost leaving. She's on the edge of leaving. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you can go. For it. Yeah, you've you've already packed my bags. Just fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> don't listen to anything we say on this show when it comes to relationship advice. It is just, I like I that. I like the fake credit system, and I reckon we probably subconsciously do it. Like, mm. oh, the boys, you know, like you get in really late from I don't know. Say you have got a dinner plan or something, and you go for a big ride, and you stop for you end up stopping for lunch, and you know. You, have another coffee stop, whatever. And you sort of like, oh, I should have been back a bit earlier because we were meant to go somewhere. You go, yeah. Well, the boys, they wanted to do even more, but I had to cut it short. Mm. You know, like that you're the one like driving mm. and it was you were the one trying to get everyone home on time. And yeah, but the boys, they wanted to, they wanted to do an extra loop. And then you go, so it, it is a fake credit in a, in a way. Mm. What about, There's nothing explain, wrong with that. How did you explain the one the other night, <clears throat> GB? We played, um, we played war ball a couple of nights ago. Or a couple of afternoons ago, and we finished about half past five, quarter to six, sun setting. So we just go to the, the clubhouse, which we call the clubhouse, which is a little bar just next door. Just have two beers, go home. George had to go for dinner, and he was like, oh, shit. We were there for about an hour at the pub, I suppose. I had a couple of beers, and then you're like, All right, I gotta go. Um, cold cake, and we'll go up for dinner. Rah, rah. Then you got up, and we started walking, and then we saw a group of mates that we hadn't seen for a little while. So I was like, well, I've got, you know, I've got no misses, so I don't have to worry about credits. I've got a bank, nah. full, of, bank full of the bastards. You've and got I, a gold um, gold card. Yeah. So <laughs> I sat down without a limit. Um, so I, I, I sat down and had another beer. And then all of a sudden, you're there, like, just chewing the fat for a few minutes, George. Nick, you've got a chair, and you're ordering a beer. I'm like, aren't you going home? You're like, oh, fuck, just Do you know what I thought? I thought... You know what? My relationship's a bit too healthy at the moment. I need it. <laughs> Although it's just a little bit, these things are going a little bit too well here. I'll tell yeah. you what. Dinner. Be late for that. <laughs> Boys. It's that demon again. It's the yeah. George Bennett off-season demon. Have yeah. another beer, George. <laughs> We're packing our bags when we get home, George. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. good so, what are you guys voting? I'm going to vote legend on. Um, oh, are we Bob Dylan. <laughs> we often <laughs> don't. We, we often don't vote. Why do yeah. you remember that we didn't vote? You know what? I'm making a stand for New Zealand. No respect for the fans. Sorry, Bell End. 
Okay. Pull your head in. Pull your head Jules. in. GB, if you're not careful, Caitlin will break up with you live on air. Thanks, Fiona Dunn. I think you... Oh, she lucky doesn't listen to this, Robert. <laughs> you're, you're bowling in the right areas. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a nick. Um, what do you say, Joey? Legend or Bellin? No, Bellin. I'm making a stand for the Kiwi audiences. No respect. Sorry, Man. mate. I don't give a shit how good you are. You don't pull that shit. Not in New Zealand. Represent. All right. Kiwi brothers. Yeah. All new girls. I'll, I'll say... Um, They'll sit I'll, on the fence. No. Nah, <laughs> um, I've got my... Under, I've, got my I've got my old jocks caught on the fence. Bellin. Can't get down. Um, I'll say Bellin because I think he's a good songwriter, but ultimately, like, some of his songs are good. pretty shit as well. And like Hurricane, I mean, it's a good song, but is it? Is it a good song? Oh, yes, it, was, it, it was a good song. Like, it's, it's a good, good song, song, but is it a good song? What was the best wow, song, song that was made better by someone else that he did? Is this a, well, he knocking, did on door. Door. knocking on Heaven's Door, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? The, all the stuff he did with the band. All along the Watt yeah. That's yeah. a belt. Yeah. Did a way better version. But all the stuff he did with the band, when he let, you know, the. I shall be released. All the all the early stuff was was good, made better by Robbie Robinson and Lemon Helm. All this backup stuff way far better. And then, you know, he went on a couple of Punishing Blues albums and we didn't yeah, really he went, work he went out. Country, eh? I, I um yeah. I actually did someone wrote in earlier on the show that he wrote Wagon Wheel and we thought it was a joke. Well I thought it was a joke. And I Googled it, mate, he wrote Wagon Wheel. Bob mm, Dylan wrote Wagon Wheel. He wrote it. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. He, wrote, he, he co-wrote it with the Crow House or whatever the fuck they're called. Paul Coucher, John Holmes size bell end. That's that's a big bell end. He really wrote it with wagon with medicine crow medicine show old yeah. crow something. He co-wrote it. Right, right, what's the best? What's the best concert you've seen live? Start with you, George. Pearl Jam, actually. They were awesome. that's, that's good. Mm. I, I've seen Pearl Jam. I saw Pearl Jam at uh, Mount Smart in Auckland. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I've seen a lot, eh? I've been to a lot oh, of concerts. Wow. You know what's I, quite good was the, the one we went to. Uh, Nick Cave was quite good live. Quite an interesting guy. The Stones, I saw the Stones a couple of years ago. They were pretty good, even though they were like 80 years old. And yeah, your, old man's, your old man's got a belter of a story about seeing Bruce Springsteen back mm. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, he has. <laughs> Should we get him on? Or what? Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know it well enough to talk. I think oh, well, it's something. I think, living, it. I think he was living on the bones of his ass in the UK in the eighties, and he mm. spent all his money on a on a um, Springsteen ticket, and then someone offered to pay him like three times the price or whatever it was for the Springsteen ticket, and he was like, couldn't pay his rent, you know, because he was like on the bones of his ass. I don't know what he was doing, and um. They like you know they, someone offered him this absurd amount of money to go to the for his ticket and it was like fuck they would have it paid was, a month's it was rent six, all that. Like, yeah months went months rent yeah yeah and he was like oh, he's like ah oh, no I can't do it I can't do it I got to see the boss and he reckons he walked into that stadium and he was just like fuck I would have I would live on the street to watch that concert yeah. thing. like he reckons yeah. it was just really oh, it was good I thought yeah. I thought the story was going to be that um yeah your old man's a scalper. I thought that was going to be the <laughs> takeaway from this. <laughs> I got tickets. Oh, got tickets. Spread seat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to turn into a music podcast. It's been good. Like we've, we've, 
Yeah, we've gone down the real music rabbit hole today. There's no stopping talking at the moment. I think my favorite concert, my best concert, I've been to, yeah, I've been to Pearl Jam, I've been to um, Stones, bloody, a whole bunch of people, Florence and the Machine. She was good, Florence and the Machine. But I think I heard you got in a bit of trouble with that one, or was that Coldplay? Wow, who knows? Um, And then my favorite was, (laughs) my favorite was Eminem. I saw Eminem. Oh, yeah. I saw Eminem last year. Rapture. It was good. Real good. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple other nominations. Green Day Festival Hall, Nimrod Tour. I went and saw Green Day in 2009. That was sen- bloody sensational. Pulled up a young bloke from the crowd, got him to play guitar, you know, gave him the Did you give guitar. Billy, what's his name? Billy someone, the singer. Did you give him some, um, I've always wanted to give him a bit of that, like Coldrick stuff. He always sounds like he's got a real block nose. Yeah. Billy Joe. Yeah, Joe. Ha- he had, yeah, he had a bit of hay fever that night. And he said he hadn't been to bed since they got back from Japan, which I think was a week earlier. So he was cooked. But, yeah, geez, he, he was up and about. He was What's cockroach there. Firing. What's cockroach. his name? Billy, is it Billy Joel or Billy Joe? Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Billy Joe Billy, someone else. Yeah, Billy Joe. And his, doesn't he fucking – what did he sing? Billy you're, Joe, always yeah. you're always what a woman you? to me. He's always yeah. a woman to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. That's right. a good show, boys. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed just um, – we often spend too much time talking about cycling on the show, so it was good for a change to get away from that. A good show is when it goes quick, <laughs> when it doesn't drag, when your brain doesn't have a chance to go, what are we talking about? So let's go. Yeah. That, that, went, that went quick. I want to just finish off quickly. Guys, I want you all to go to Owen Dool's Instagram account. He put up a very moving video yesterday. He's His uh, best friend committed suicide after the lockdown in the UK. Um, and he's doing in Movember raising money for, for men's mental health. I think if you go over to his account, Owen Dool from Team Ineos, uh, look at that video, and I challenge you not to donate when you see that. Uh, and secondly, um, the Offie, we've made, a, we've made a decision as a group that we're going to go back next week. We're going to go back to our normal format of pre-recorded shows, uh, mm-hmm. which will be coming out Monday or Tuesday, um, start of each week. So just the old back to the old format, back to the standard social distance podcast, um, and we'll be doing the live show, the live Friday show, once a month going forward. Uh, so mm. it's been bloody fun the last few weeks, and we've really enjoyed it. And we'll be back on the live show in, in about a month's time. Uh, and this is because this is because just to clarify, it's the process of George exercising the demons. He needs to get back training. He can't commit to this type because if it interferes with exercising and eliminating those demons. We, we can't mm. let them into 2021. It's no. got to yeah, really, really screw up those killer wasps. And well, we ultimately, in November. ultimately, as good as we are at podcasting and the huge amount of money that we make doing this, we, um, we're professional bike riders. So we have you to know prioritize what's really that. on the live show is that, so how many people watch this, Jonesy, an episode? Like oh, in, I, don't know. I saw in the last ones, somewhere around 10,000, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Or... You click on the link, right, and you see how many people are watching live. It says like six or something. If you go to like, if you went and looked on your phone right now and said, no, it's it's 145. That's like one element of the live. It combines. That's what I mean. It depends on your, but it's a real humiliator because I remember people watching, like, oh, yeah, like I saw like four or five people watching that. Mate, listen, you got Bob Dylan syndrome. It's not about the masses, it's about the ones that are tapped in live. That's what you're doing it for. Get yeah, your head out of the Bob Dylan ass. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm curious, <laughs> you know. But a lot of people watch, a lot of people do watch art. They can't make the live show because ultimately, well, we're dealing with a 
two international cricket games happening right now, so I'm sure people are more in tune with those games than, than the offy or the social distance yeah, podcast. That's right. I feel um, like I'm, I'm excited to. I mean, the Indians. I'm going to be. I'm going to be cracking straight into the Indian game because they're chasing three seventy five. So that's going to be a hell of a chase if they pull that bastard off. No chance. Mm. No well, chance. they did. They did score twenty runs off the first two overs. So should um, we finish with? Um, should we finish with the land down under rendition? That was a better song last week. Yeah. So guys, we'll see you all. Uh, we'll see you all guys live in a month's time. Uh, but stay tuned for month uh, start of every week. We'll be re- re- releasing our normal social distance podcast show. Remember to like, share, subscribe um, on our YouTube and our social, preferably Instagram. Uh, it's a little bit easier to do things on there. And go to social distance pod, social distance yeah. Go to social distance www.socialdistpod.com and subscribe. And we will be releasing the merchandise very, very soon. And if you subscribe, you'll be the first to know. And there is a shop on our on our website, which you can buy directly from. Uh, so, yeah, subscribe for bonus content and first to know when the merch drops. That's it. Legends. See you next See week. Later. Bye. I'm traveling in a fight of zombie. On the hippie trail head full of zombie. Met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast She said, do you come from a land down under Where women glow and men thunder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder You better run, you better take cover Cheers Russ, cheers Wally Yeah.